This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Amen. Again, it's great to have our guests here today. Amen. Let's give all of our guests a good hand. Thank them for being in the house of the Lord to worship with us. So grateful that you are here in the name of the Lord. Amen. I, we've been playing in this service for a little while, and, um, um, and our organization, uh, churches all over our organization are doing something like this, a format like this, um, to uh, increase um, our awareness that the nations are coming to us right now. I said nations are coming to us. Um, more, more and more people are coming to the United States and for looking for a better life. And, um, and so we, we need to be comfortable in teaching the gospel to whomever. Amen? Amen. My, uh, my mother-in-law, she is from Poland today. And um, every day she's from Poland. And uh, she walked in and set me back 30 years. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. But she's wearing her mother's, what's it called? Babushka. And busha was, means grandmother in Polish. And uh, many of you don't notice, my wife is both Hispanic and Polish. And uh, when I walked into the house to start dating, I started to name off some Polish jokes like this. I say, have you heard that? And I, I learned very quickly that was not the house to tell Polak jokes. And, and uh you know, because I'm a funny man, I thought, and trying to, but, <laughs> yes, and, um, uh, but my wife's heritage just comes across the globe, so, amen, thank you for representing, amen, the country of Poland today, and um, so, amen, everybody say amen. I am uh, going to preach to you just for a little while here today, and I have been, um, I felt like I was going to preach on the power of the cross, and because that really is what unites us. The name of Jesus is what unites us. Um, but I am kind of, and I'm going to preach on that, but I also feel like I, I'm kind of in between right now. So I'm going to ask you to stand, and I'm going to ask you to pray. Um, and pray for this message, pray for, the, uh, the, pray for my lips, pray for my mind, that I would preach what God wants us to hear today. Um, I, I have had the mindset on Friday that I was going to preach a message on, give you a rah-rah message, and we're going to leave here with our hands held high and so, uh, so thankful, and, live, and we are living victorious, we believe all that, but also feel like God wants to speak to us in a different way, um, that we, so we need to, in order to be victorious, we have to do a few things to live a victorious life. Does that make sense? You can't just speak victory all the time and not tell people how to achieve victory. So I'm going to hopefully, by the help of the Lord, um, show you in Scripture how you can achieve victory in your life. That is no means a message title, but that is uh, something that uh, we're going to look at here today in the name of Jesus. Let's pray right now. The, the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Ghost move through you right now. Jesus, we love you. God, we need you today. We're so thankful, Lord, for the nations and the lands and the people that are represented in this body of believers. 
And we're just a small segment of this community. But Lord, help us, Lord, to reach every person from every nation, from every tongue, from every place. God, but also let us be mindful of our neighbors and our family members, which is our first mission field, is our household. That's our mission field. Lord, to reach the gospel to them and show them the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, bless this oracle, bless this message here today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And while you're standing, I want you to turn to the book. Um, pause for a second. Let's go to Revelations chapter number 16. And every time somebody, pastor gets up here and says, let's open the book of Revelation, all the oxygen gets sucked out of the room. <laughs> the, the Holy Ghost just kind of emboldens the preacher when then the people begin, well, I need to go to the restroom if he's reading from Revelation. And um, so Revelations chapter number, we'll also go to Daniel 10 um, before I uh, get rolling here. Revelations chapter number 16. And um, let's see here, verse number 13. Now, hold, hold, just, just hold on today, okay? We'll, we'll get somewhere. Revelations chapter number 16 and verse number 13. And I saw three unclean spirits. I tell you, hold, hold, see, Revelation is like right, at, right up, it's, it's like in your face a lot of times, right? So just bear with me. Everybody smile. Smile real big. Amen. And verse number uh, 13 again. And I saw there three unclean spirits like frogs. Somebody say frogs. Look to your neighbor and say frogs. Look to your other neighbor and say ribbit. Say, ah, you guys got it. That's pretty good. Help us, Lord. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of a dragon, now the mouth of the beast, now the mouth of a false prophet. Heavy for a little bit. We'll just, let's go to Daniel 10. All right, Daniel chapter number 10, verse number 10. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me on my knees upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright. There was something that happened earlier on in Scripture. I won't take time to read it, but the Lord began to speak. There was a thundering and there was an earthquake and men begin to fall to their face. That's why he was in the place that he was in. And, and the hand touched him, which set him upon his knees upon the palms of his hands. Does everybody get a, vict a picture of that? He is on his knees in the palm of his hands. I don't want to do that because it's hard for me to get up today. On the palm of his hands and his knees upon the palm of his hands. He said, oh, Daniel... A man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to thee, and stand upright. For unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. So now he's standing, of course. 
Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I have come for thy words. I'm going to read this again because you've got to get this. I, I received a new revelation this last night, and I, and I have, y'all, y'all know, you ever blast through scriptures, and you read it, and you get to the point you're like, where glory? And then you read it again, and it's like, why did I say glory before? Because there was more to that. I, I, need, to, I need to get more. You may be seated. I'll remain standing. Let's read this again, and behold, I want you to get a picture. Word pictures here. Words are important. Every word in the Bible is important. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palm of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Great love that God have for Daniel. A man greatly beloved, understood, understand the words that I'm about to speak unto thee, and stand upright, for, un, uh, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling, and he said unto me, Fear not, my God. Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. This is the revelation. I'm just going right to the end of my message. I don't know where we're going to go here, but I'm just telling you this right now. Many of us have prayed prayers and looked for God to answer them. God can't come for certain words. Pastor, Daniel prayed, and God came for his words. But you got to very look very closely in this scripture. So what words did he come for? What words did he come for? We can pray a lot of prayers, and we hope God will come for those words. But God will only come for a certain word that you have prayed. And it said right here in Scripture, what kind of words? He says, verse number 12, from, for from the first day that thou didst set your heart or thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God. In other words, the prayers that you prayed before you set your heart before me. And the prayers that you prayed that you, you, you were just praying and you didn't chasten yourself before me. I'm not coming for those words. I'm coming for the words after you chastened your heart. After you consecrated your life. Those words I'm coming after. Because those are righteous words. Verse number 16. I don't know. We're just going to get right to, the, right to it here. James, Raphael, James 5, 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Here's the portion of scripture that I want to look at today. The effectual fervent prayer of a... Don't ask God to come for the words that weren't righteous. Lord loves you. The Lord is looking out for you, and the Lord wants to answer your prayers today. 
But I'm here to tell you, when they are found righteous before God, they are availed. But many times we come to God and we say, Lord, answer this prayer and answer that prayer. God, don't you know I need this and don't you know I need that? And all they're full of righteous indignation. They're full of pride. They're full of, of just what you desire. But what does God desire in your prayers? God is looking for prayers that are found righteous before him. God is looking to answer prayers that people have said, I have set my heart to understand your word and have chastened myself before you. That's when God will come for your words. <coughs> Acts chapter number 4, verse number 31. I'll wait for Brother Raphael to help me out. And when they had prayed... Somebody say prayed. Now, you notice in Scripture that when people pray and God does something, that's typically because God has come for their words. That means they were righteous prayers. If you want God to answer your prayers, you better make sure your heart is right before God. Fear not, Daniel. For from the first day that thou had this set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God. In other words, the words that you are praying today, that when you said, God, my heart is now yours completely. I am saying nothing shall separate me from you. And I will learn of your word. I will learn of your deeds. I want to know you more than ever before. I will set aside everything in this world just to receive something from you. Those are the words that God's going to come for. But if our prayers are full of haughtiness, pride, and so we can be puffed up, so we can be elevated, so that we can have a position, or we can do this, and we can do that. you got strings attached to your prayer. God doesn't want any strings attached to, to your prayers. The Bible says in James, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Hey, Pastor, it's All Nations Sunday. This message is for all nations right here. Go to Acts 16. Acts 16, 25 through 26. If you come for a professional message, come back next week. I'll have something better organized and planned. 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard him. Verse number, next verse. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands. I wonder how Paul and Silas were praying. I wonder, were they just, woe is me? Lord, I don't know what's going on around here. But don't you know what I got going on here? They didn't, they didn't condemn the Lord. They began to worship the name of the Most High God. And they began to love Him. They began to adore Him. They began to worship the Lord. And becomes righteous, a sweet-smelling savor, if you will, unto the Lord. And the Lord came for that type of worship. The Lord came for that type of prayer. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I want God to come for all my prayers. But the prayers that I give to Him that He will answer are ones that are righteous before for him that are filled with not my desires but his desires. The Bible teaches us not to pray amiss. 
Bible teaches us not to pray amiss. You say, Pastor, how do I pray the right prayers? Well, first off, you need to get in the room with God. You need to get filled with his presence. You need to allow the Holy Ghost to begin to stir up a gift in you and begin to, begin to charge you. And you begin to pray things you never thought you'd pray. Lord, I, I didn't see that coming. I, 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 I'm now I'm praying in faith. I, I'm praying the things that I've never seen before. I, I pray for things that I've never hoped for before. Why? Because now your prayers are full of the Holy Ghost. And they're full of power. And they see things that you've never saw before. They'll go places that you've never been before. The prayers will go years down the road. It will go there to protect you. It will go to keep you. But also those prayers that are found righteous will somehow in the glorious name of Jesus will step into your past uh, and begin to heal things uh, that you thought you could never be healed from. Begin to repair relationships that you thought would never be able to be repaired. Uh, Why? Because I begin to pray God prayers. I begin to pray righteous prayers. And when I begin to pray God prayers and righteous prayers, the Lord says, Daniel, I'm coming for your words. Can I deal with something just for a little bit? I know it's All Nations Sunday, but I felt the Lord speak to me. Revelations chapter number 16. Here, all the air is going to get sucked out of the room again. If you feel fire in your feet right now, you need to run to an altar and make your heart right with God. Everybody say frogs. Everybody say ribbit. I would ask you to hop, but I'm not going to do that. You know, if you look at study of frogs, and I'm not a, what do you call somebody who studies animals? Huh? Zoologist? That's the study of animals in the zoo, right? Zoologist. What is it? Zoologist. Um, if you know, I'm no, I'm not that guy. Um, in no means, but I, I do know Brother Wikipedia and Brother Google. And uh, don't believe everything you read on Wikipedia, okay? That's or even Google. You do some research on your own. But just some basic understanding of a frog: a frog can live on both land and water. Frog is it? Uh, it will lay its eggs in the water. Um, it is a carnivore. I don't think it is, but it is a carnivore. Um, it, it eats bugs. And you ever seen National Geographic or something? And you see this frog, and he's sitting in a tree, and his fly goes by, and he, his tongue goes way out, and whap! Brings that fly right back in. That's amazing stuff. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't I, you know, I don't know how God... He just, in his infinite wisdom, thought this frog needs a long tongue to go out and get that fly. And, uh, but frogs can live in the water and on the, uh, on the banks and in trees. So we find that there are over, I believe, if Wikipedia is, is right, there are over, over a thousand different species of frogs. And uh, most of them are found in rainforest. And, um, but there's also a lake in my housing edition not a big lake, but it's a lake nonetheless. And every time I go down there to the, to the lake, I really don't ever see frogs in the water. And I never really see a frog 15, 20 feet away from the, from the water. Frog is always on the bank. 
frog is always ready to run from something in the water, but also ready to run from something that's coming at him on land. An amphibian, I believe that's the right term. Correct me if I'm wrong after service, don't holler it out now. An amphibian, he can live in both places. And I begin to think about this, and I'm not going to get dig deep into the, the beast and the dragon and that kind of thing, but I'm going to deal with some frogs for a moment. Because a frog came out. And, and you understand a frog, they, they're comfortable in almost every surrounding. They don't really live in the water, but yet they don't live on the land. And that's the kind of Christian I'm, I'm coming for right now, that you live in the water and you live on the land and you're kind of hanging around on the bank just a little bit. And you're hoping your prayers are answered. You're hoping that God will hear you, the hoping that, but you're not really determined to jump in or get out. You're just kind of hanging out on the bank. Let me tell you about victory. Victory only comes when you're all in. Victory only comes when you said, he that the sun sets free is free indeed. So I'm going to serve the one true king. I'm coming for the frogs that you've played on the bank so long. And what happens is, is if you hang out on the bank, you're going to get gigged. You're you're, going to get taken out. You're, you're, you're not going to last. You're always going to be running from something. You're always going to be watching your back. You're, you're never really going to be comfortable in any, any given place. But let me tell you today, God is not looking for a frog that will jump in and jump out. God is not looking for an amphibian that can melt and, and, and fit in in both uh, genres. If you fit in the world and you think you fit in at the church, you don't fit in anywhere. Let me say that again. If you think you fit in in the world, and then you also fit in in the church, let me tell you, you're just a frog jumping back and forth and trying to figure figure things out. I'm not supposed to st- I'm not supposed to blend into this world. I'm supposed to stand out in this world. I said I'm not supposed to blend into this world, and I'm not talking about what you wear, because what you wear is nothing but a, 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 is a is a camouflage, if you will. I'm talking about a spirit of God that moves in your life. That when you go to somebody, you begin to talk to somebody. It's not about anything. It's about Jesus Christ, and they're going to say, "You're not just an ordinary frog that I see go to church on Sunday and give it up on Monday." There's something different about you. You have bitten this thing completely whole, and now you're living. I'm looking for somebody that used to be a frog and say, "I'm determined to be a." fish, if you will, to jump in both feet or all feet and be what God wants me to be. Too many frog prayers going up. God help me. Hope this is making sense today. See, when you're a frog and you pray, it's so, it's based on emotion. Come on, somebody. It's, it's based on emotion. It's based on what you're facing in the moment. It's based on what you're, you're afraid of at that moment. You're afraid of what's coming. You're afraid of what's coming behind. You, you're, you're constantly, you're, 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 your emotions are dictating your prayer. But the Bible says let righteousness dictate your prayers. Let me say that again. Let righteousness dictate your prayers.
pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, there's going to be a revival in somebody's soul here today. They're playing both. They're playing on the bank, and it's my God. It's a dangerous place to play. I come to you with the love of Jesus Christ to tell you it's time to stop hopping. I said it's time to stop hopping. Stop hopping. I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now. And at any point, you feel like you need to find an altar, this altar is open. Your chair is open. Your hands are open to any time that you feel like you need to come or to worship the Lord. and Declare the goodness of the Lord. Or declare, well, let me just put it, let's just back it all up. If you need to repent, the altar is open. Let me tell you what a frog is likened unto a lukewarm spirit. Daniel, let's go back to Daniel chapter number 10. There are some areas that we don't want God to go to in our life. Let me say that again. There are some areas that we choose to shut the door when it comes to the presence of God. I said this before, that you can come in, you can worship God, and you can put on a good show, and you can allow the Holy Ghost, you can, you can speak in tongues with the best of them. But when you leave here, there's no fruit in your life. That's a problem. I said, that's a problem. That, that, that's a severe problem. So what is the remedy to that problem? It's in the Bible. Daniel 10, verse 12. Let's dig into this a little bit more. I'm, I'm almost done because we need to pray. Then said he unto me. Gotcha. You, you, you've done some things that have responded. The Bible says and teaches us that the Lord responds to fruit. Let's go back here. In the, in the Gospels, Jesus was coming out of Bethany and going to Jerusalem, I believe it was, and he came across a fig tree that wasn't bearing fruit. Why did he curse the fig tree? I don't think it was because he was, the Bible says he hungered and he looked upon the fig tree. But he cursed the fig tree because it wasn't bearing fruit. The Bible also talks to us about that he is the vine and we are the branches. And if the branches are producing fruit, they're cast into the fire. Hope, I hope I'm, I'm just being real and transparent here today because I, I, Daniel 10, 12, and then said unto me, fear not, Daniel, from the first day that thou didst set thine heart. Many times we'll read this scripture and say, from the time I was born, God's been answering my prayers. God, God will always hear my prayers. You better read your Bible. The Bible says he is near to the brokenhearted and the contrite spirit.
Bible also says he turns away from the wicked. What kind of God are we serving? Oh, he wants to hear your prayers. He wants to come for your words. But if your words are full of iniquity and sin, he can't come for your words. Many times we'll pray. Okay, let's just back up. Let's go to verse number 12 again. Fear not from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand. Um, I'm going to just be real with you. There, are no, there is nothing in this world outside of my family and my walk with God that I love in the role of a pastor that sees somebody that says, I'm going to now set my heart before God. It's the most beautiful thing. In other words, create in me a clean heart, oh God. And renew in me a... Renew in me a right spirit. Create in me a clean heart. I want to be right with you. Because that's what Daniel was praying. I, I wanted my heart to be right with you. I want my heart to understand what you are trying to tell me. I want my heart to understand your heart. I, I want my heart to understand what makes you do what you do. I want to know you in the power of your might. I want to know you in the glory in the temple. I want to know who you are. Be a revelation to me like you were said, Abraham, God, give me the revelation of your word. God, take me back to the beginning. Why was I created? Let me understand your heart. Understand who you are in your heart. God says that is where it all started. Said, and to chasten thyself, therefore, or before thy God. God is looking for a few people. That will chasten themselves before God. Somebody say amen. Oh, I want you to hear me right now. What does it mean to be chastened before the Lord? It is somebody that literally or figuratively or, or they say they abase themselves. They will humble themselves before God. They will say, Lord, deal hard with me if you have to. There's not many people that say, Lord, just deal with me like you really want to deal with me. Be hard on me because I want to be right with you. So chasten me, chase me, do what you, in other words, reflect me, if you will. Humble myself. If I have to go through some hard trial, take me through the hard trial. And I will joy in that suffering because out of that affliction and out of that suffering will come somebody greater than what I was. The old story of the butterfly in the cocoon. The story of a little boy seeing those, co those cocoons and, and those little caterpillars in there. He was opening up those cocoons to try to release the caterpillar. Trying to release the caterpillar and a, and a teacher come by and said, no, 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 no. Do not crack that and open that cocoon of that caterpillar. 
He said, because you don't know what he has got to do to become a butterfly. If he becomes out of that cocoon too soon, he will be stagnant in his growth, and he'll never become a butterfly and never be in the fly. But when that butterfly begins to be formed in that cocoon, you know how he gets his strength? When he begins to press against the cocoon. He begins to press against that, and he builds up strength. And when he begins to bust that cocoon, he can be able to fly. Ladies and gentlemen, do not be uh, uh, be selfish in your prayers. Say, Lord, please bail me out. I'm tired. But don't you know that God is trying to bring you through something so you can be flying on the other side of your trial? Be humble and chasing yourself before God. is not a bailout message. I'm teaching you how to be free in the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, God wants to come for your prayers. God wants to come for your words. But they got to be righteous words. They got to have a sweet salt or a sweet savior with them when you begin to pray. So I say, not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So give me this day my daily bread not my agenda not my thoughts of it God whatever you desire that's what I desire chasten me oh God uh-huh. deal hardly with me force me but also be gentle with me speak to me I speak to you and I submit myself to you. You know what a frog does? A frog is compliant. A frog has the attitude of compliance. Okay, I'll do this, I'll do that. But a, someone who will hear, God will hear the prayers, is somebody that's submitted to the presence of God. I just don't want to be compliant to rules and principles and regulations and all this stuff. I want to be submissive to the presence and the almighty hand of God. There are many times that we'll begin to pray and God says, I heard that. Okay. That repentance, that's come. All right, you're coming before me. I'm now I'm going to draw you. But when we get close to the Lord, we stop from getting our full revelation. It's because we're not liking the closer we get to the Lord, the more things we feel like we're losing. So we're swayed by loss of what we're going to lose versus what we're going to gain. Listen to me right now. There are many people that pray prayers. But they stop praying because then they get closer to God and then they're going to realize the loss. So your sway of losing something is greater than the gain of Jesus Christ. Think about that for a moment. Pastor, you don't understand. I'll lose this. I may lose this. And I, I won't have this. And I won't have perhaps the income or the friends or the notoriety. Who cares about all that stuff? Care. I don't care. This is, can I, can I just, I, I pray, and this may be, I'm just going to interject because I like examples. Really good. 
I've been praying for my wife's job. And I've been praying that God, he's never failed me. I'm not worried about it. But I've been praying this, God, you know, I'm tired of asking God to provide another job. God may just make a way out of the job that she has and things have changed. So I, I've stopped dictating what I want God to do. I just tell him, say, Lord, here's my need. Here's my sacrifice. Do with it what you will. And uh, um, I've been praying. I said, Lord, I said, uh, we, we, my wife needs a break. It's just, it's just too much and all this stuff. And I just like, I, we need to, we can't afford to go on vacation. We can't afford to do this. And we take a day off and just stay around. But I, I had a friend of mine in, in, in Kentucky. They own a home in Florida. And we, we can't afford to stay there. And, and, uh, but they called us. They said, they said Wait, do you, you, would you like to use the house? I was like, well, I would love to use the house. That would be wonderful. They said, about $180, okay. I'm like, you know what? I think I can get there for $180. So they're going to allow us to stay there for a week. God knows what you need and the rest that you need and the things you need. So God just makes a way when there really seems to be no way. Just maybe a bad example, but it's an example nonetheless. The Bible teaches us that he goes before us. He knows our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are beyond our thoughts. He knows what we need. He knows our heart. You may not know. You may not know exactly. You think you know what you need, but you really don't know what you need because living as a frog, you, you, you're just looking for an escape. You're looking for escape. But God says, I, I want to draw you so that I can set in your heart prayers that I can answer. He says, I, I want to set some things in your heart and in your path that, that I will answer. Daniel began to, here's the thing, when God began to cause a rumbling at the, in this scripture, Daniel said, I saw this alone in a vision, and for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone and saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me. And he says, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption. Pride, my main glory, fell in corruption in the face of God. I humbled myself before the Lord. He fell down upon his face. There's no, there's no strength in me, there's no pride, there's nothing I can do. I just fell. The, the presence of God was so strong, I fell down. Many ran. But I fell down before the Lord. I humbled myself, my comeliness, my became like the Lord. Looked upon the Lord, and there was no comeliness that people would desire Him. Turned into corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the voice of His words, and when I heard the voice of His words, then I was in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. The humbleness that comes in the presence of God. 
things and people may be running the opposite direction. But God is calling for a people that will humble themselves before God. That will set their heart to understand the things of God. And that will chasten themselves before God. And say, God, whatever you will, let it be done unto me. Because I want my prayers to be heard. I want a relationship or a fellowship with you. And then God, whatever I pray, I pray it's the right type of prayer. I pray that I'm speaking what you want me to speak. Because those words that are found righteous before you. Those thoughts and the heart that is found righteous before you. Those are the words that you're going to come for. You cannot be swayed like a frog to and fro. Would you stand with me right now? How many times I've been walking along the bank of a river or a lake and a frog jumps in when I get close, makes a noise, scares me half to death. They're always hiding in the banks, trying to blend in, trying to come out even at night under cover to get what they desire. I pray that today, before we end this service, that you find a place to pray, consecrate your heart before God, and allow the Lord to lead your prayers. God's not coming back for frogs. He's not coming back for emotionalism. He's not coming back for people that are walking to and fro, just kind of doing their own thing. God is coming back for a people that it says, I'm all in. I'm coming for you, Jesus. Lord, you're drawing me, and I'll do whatever you ask me to do. I'm going to rend my heart. I believe Isaiah says, I will rend my heart. Let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.